Welcome to the Mixed Visions Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. And we created this platform to help give you clarity within the nine pillars of life. As you digest these episodes, keep an open mind and soak in the vibrations of each perspective that you hear. We will be speaking about different journeys, lessons, obstacles, and your ability to create autonomy. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Mixed Visions Podcast. We are live with episode 15. Today is a very special episode. We're going to get kickstarted with that run of interviews that we spoke about previously. And first up today, we have Miss Jessie Wallace. Jessie is a Nashville-based holistic fitness professional. She is a certified personal trainer, 200-hour certified yoga teacher, and head strength instructor at Hotbox Fitness with a wide range of experience gained from years of working in the fitness industry. So Jessie is very passionate about helping others on their their fitness journey. She offers her clients customized workout plans and advice tailored to their goals and fitness level. Her mission with her fitness business is to empower, educate, and inspire individuals to optimize their results through a holistic approach to fitness and wellness. So we are very excited to have Jesse on the podcast with us today. Jesse, starting off with a quick round of hot seat questions. So to get things kicked off and warm us all up for today's interview, I'm going to pass it over to Erica and she's going to kick off with the first question. Hello. So, Jesse, what is your favorite non-physical hobby? Ooh, favorite non-physical hobby. My favorite non-physical hobby is probably, honestly, journaling. I have been a big journaler since I was little, so I know it's not as exciting, but I would say that's one of them. (laughs) Or drinking coffee. (laughs) What is your favorite place to eat in Nashville? Most taco places. So I'm between Bar Taco and then I also love Redheaded Stranger. What is a food that you cannot live without? I'm assuming tacos. Probably chocolate. I love chocolate. If you were suddenly given $5 million, what unnecessary thing would you buy? Unnecessary thing? Well, a house is necessary, so that's not one of them. A gym also. I don't know. I'm like, what comes to mind? A boat. I would get myself a boat. (laughs) Great round of hot seat just to get the interview started. Learned a little bit about Jesse, but we're going to take it back a little bit further. We want you to tell us a little bit about who you were growing up, maybe a little bit about your hometown, family life, just to give us kind of the backstory about who Jesse is. Yeah, absolutely. So, growing up I grew up in Virginia Beach Virginia I loved going to the beach I always joke that my childhood I built sandcastles with people all the time that's what I did I was that little girl that went up to other people on the beach you want to build a sandcastle with me (laughs) but outside of that I was always very active playing sports from basketball soccer swimming I started summer swim league when I was five years old then I ended up playing lacrosse cross country so I was really into athletics really into music as well and my family and I were really close. They also loved being active. They came to a lot of our games and that was really awesome. Growing up too, I played a lot of music. I got really into songwriting when I was about 12 years old. And then when I was 13, I decided I want to move to Nashville. Rest of my childhood from that point on was all about my big dream to move to Nashville. So I was very music focused actually. So a lot of activity, especially early on, I think we can relate to that. We played sports growing up. So that definitely was something that directed us all towards fitness in a way, just because playing so many sports you're going to be pretty athletic you're going to be moving around when you did move to Nashville 
tell us about just like that entry into music. What were you involved with and how did that get kind of get kicked off for you when you got here? So I went to Belmont University and I knew I wanted to go there since I was about 15. So I got a music business degree and I also wanted to pursue songwriting. I did do a little bit of songwriting my first year and songwriting with friends. However, I just found my love for fitness my second semester of college and I was putting more time into learning that and I was a lot more passionate about fitness over music. It was kind of a funny switch and I still loved music and the music industry as well, but I was always trying to figure out which one I wanted to do for my career. I just continued to pursue both and then after college, I ended up getting a job in the fitness industry. That's when I started my journey at Hotbox actually as a coach there, which was really fun and still applying for music industry jobs and kind of went from there. I really like the sound of that because it sounds like you gave yourself an opportunity to try both things. They're both passions for you making a huge move for Virginia Beach to Nashville really pursuing it but still at the same time kind of having your foot in both things and then really getting to the point where fitness took off for you and really kind of turned into I guess the main focus in your life was there like specific thing that really kind of flipped the switch for you where you went from okay I'll still love music it can still always be a part of my life but x y and z happened and now I'm going towards fitness was that first job at Hotbox the real thing that really kind of took it off for you so I actually had four music industry internships throughout college college and I got to live a lot of the dreams I wanted to live in the music industry whether it was meeting someone going to a party or an after party I got to go to the CMAs and I got to do a lot of really cool things and it was really awesome experience I felt like I got to live that dream and then the question was did I still want to pursue that lifestyle was it really for me and after talking to a few friends that worked in the music industry I realized that's not what I wanted to do because a lot of it really is desk work even though you're still doing all the fun stuff I knew I didn't want to have a desk job, so that was a huge part of it as well. The fitness industry side, I was way more passionate about it. That's just where your time goes. You have to look at your priorities, and so I assessed my priorities, and I realized I was putting a lot more time and energy into fitness. That's cool. Where do you coach at currently? So I currently coach at Hotbox Fitness in the North Gulch. It's a kickboxing and strength gym, and I also do personal training at Hotbox as well, and I do personal training at another gym in Germantown called Provida. Cool. You recently became a 200-hour certified yoga instructor in Montana. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I went on a really awesome trip to Montana and I got to go to Glacier Park. We were actually staying about 30 minutes outside of Glacier. It was a really immersive experience and I really appreciate that because, you know, 200 hours is a lot of time and it was nice to solely focus on learning yoga and all the ins and outs of it because it's not just about the movements but there's so much history behind it, the anatomy side as well. So I was really thankful that I got to just only focus on that, not worry about work, and really go away for that experience. And of course, be around a lot of other people that were doing the same thing. And we would go hiking on our breaks from yoga, or we would practice at Glacier Park, which was really fun. It was an awesome experience. I recommend it to anyone. See, I really think that's uh, amazing because I was able to follow like just what you shared with us via social media when you're out there in Montana. 200 hours is a huge commitment for any type of certification, I would say. And I would say most probably should require that kind of amount of time given to the certifying process. What drove you to choose that certification and just really immerse yourself in the yoga in that community and that style of movement? I actually started doing yoga in college. I knew from the moment I started my first few classes that I wanted to also be a yoga teacher. I was really into strength training at the time, but I saw yoga was really helping my strength training, especially because I needed more mobility 
mobility and especially my hips and certain things. So it was great recovery, but it also helped my mobility and other movements I was doing and learning at the time. And I knew I wanted to make a trip out of it because I knew of other people that had gone to Thailand or even India to get their certification. So I knew I wanted to do an immersive trip because I always just heard the best stories about it and it was definitely worth it. I almost went last year to Montana, but I just wasn't 100% ready yet. In December, when I saw that this opened up, I immediately jumped on it. I was like, all right, sign me up. And as fast as I could, I paid for it all just because I wanted to financially be ready and knew I had to take off 16 days of work, which in the fitness industry, it's hard to take off two weeks of work or more than that. So it was worth it though. Thanks for sharing that because I think it's uh, really important for people to kind of, I guess, understand why you did that because there is a lot of back end that's going into you getting that certification, going out there, investing in yourself because I'm sure it wasn't cheap to go out there and you're talking about time that you had to take away from work, which could have been a time where you were making money. So I think that goes to show really how important it is for you, not only continuing your education, but also adding more tools to your toolbox because you have the strength side, nutrition and corrective exercise, all these things, and then adding in yoga that opens up doors to you to help more people and help people in a different way. So I think that's really cool and definitely really inspiring because I know we really pride ourselves on obtaining knowledge and continuing to obtain knowledge and not just settling for like what you know, but still getting uncomfortable and trying new things. So I'd say that's, that's pretty fucking cool in my opinion. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And actually, I do want to add to that. So on the yoga retreat, you know, I wasn't the best one at yoga there. And that was such a humbling experience for me because for some people, yoga is their main activity. For me, it was more of my side activity with strength training. I learned so much and it was cool that we all learned a piece from each other because we all had strong suits in different areas of yoga. It felt good to be new at something or to be learning something new to add to my toolbox. And I'm really excited to bring it to my clients and to bring it into my business moving forward. You've shown a lot of intention with what you post on social media, so why is that so important to you? That's a great question, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, so I really do try to be intentional about what I post on Instagram and social media in general because people feel that energy when you post and people can feel if a post is genuine or not. If I just put a generic caption on there, it, it's just like, oh, I'm just trying to add to my algorithm, but I don't focus on the algorithm, I focus on the quality of the content. I really want to educate, entertain people, and show a little bit about myself. Sometimes it is vulnerable. Even my mom, she'll be like, you share a lot on social media. I'm like, yes, I do. But it opens up really cool conversations with people. Sometimes people I barely talk to. Sometimes people I see all the time, but maybe we don't have certain conversations. And it always opens up the doorway, whether it's about body image, mobility, or yoga, all of the different avenues. Yeah, that was definitely a specific question I wanted you to answer because I do feel like you're very intentional with what you post and we both really appreciate that because we try to be very intentional anytime we're sharing information or trying to get a point across. It's also inspirational to me because I'm everybody knows I don't post on social media at all and I know you kind of have similar thoughts about of course the vulnerability of it and it's something you know we don't do a lot of but we still have to put time into doing it so you definitely inspire me because I'm like all right Jessie's doing her thing I know this isn't the most comfortable thing for her but she's putting herself out there she's saying different things and putting across a real meaningful message when I read it, it hits me. So it does the right thing. So yeah, it's definitely very cool. Just putting the intention behind it, being specific about it and knowing that you're being very, we'll, we'll double up on intentional. Intentional. Yeah, no, I'm, I guess it is. Yeah. Intentional with your platform. So that's always really cool. In terms of vulnerability, there's definitely topics that I have been apprehensive. Do I really want to share this? You know, things about gut health or relationships or pieces of myself that are a little bit scary to share, but I always connect with someone, even when I'm afraid to share something about myself.
about myself, every single time there's usually more than one person that I'll relate to. So it makes posting a vulnerable caption or message worth it to me. Yes, I just want to say thank you for being authentic and sharing things because it's hard to find. It's more common now-ish, <laughs> but it's always them trying to sell something, which we've talked about that before. I looked at your page whenever he asked if we could interview you, and I love it. It's thank lovely. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> I also will add, I try to not market myself too much or at all, really. I try to just let Instagram like do its thing. <laughs> it's like you have all the tools there for people if they need you, but it's just like you're just not like throwing it in everybody's face. I try to take the same approach, but I don't post anything, so I don't know if it's the same thing, but that's at least what I'm thinking. <laughs> I get that. I wanted to ask one more question before we switch over to the next topic, and it just has to do with entrepreneurship. So being that you've been a fitness pro for some years now, just tell us a little bit about your experience with entrepreneurship, you know, whether it be struggles or wins or just, you know, your time as an entrepreneur. How's it been? As an entrepreneur, things have definitely ebbed and flowed, and the pandemic was one of them because during the pandemic, I was lucky enough that I had savings and so I lived off of my savings during that time and it forced me to find other ways to write programs for people, host online workouts, and create revenue in that way and in return I built a whole new community and honestly that's what really helped launch that next step forward because financially I was suffering a little bit because I was living off savings. However, it ended up being the best thing for me that last year I had one of my best years in terms of growing my business and also financially and I think it's all about having multiple streams of income that's super important I know a lot of other entrepreneurs they talk about that but I truly believe that I listen to a lot of podcasts um, on that as well I do online coaching I have in-person coaching I also am a coach so I coach classes and there's so many more I want to do and I want to do pop-up events with yoga so as an entrepreneur it definitely comes with ebbs and flows in terms of challenging yourself and there's always something new you can try. You have to go and look for that or be ready to alter or pivot when you need to because anything can change at any moment in time. Preach. That was amazing. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> that was really good. I love that answer. But it makes sense because like you said, we were first kind of thrown into the pandemic and for fitness professionals, there goes everything. But then being able to pivot, staying open to new ideas, trying and challenging yourself in different ways, really you bet on yourself again, one again, and then even being able to say something like, wow, I had one of my best years coming off the pandemic. That's major. And I'm definitely a testament to the hard work you put in building that new community. So that's really cool. Thank you. And to add to that, that same year was the year that because the pandemic happened, I even questioned, do I still want to stay in the fitness industry? Yes, I love it. But is this really what my future needs in this pandemic world? So I started to apply to jobs elsewhere, both in the music industry, even working for apartment complexes. Like I applied to a few different things. And then ultimately, I realized that's not what I wanted to do. And I just wanted to go all in on fitness and I did truly bet on myself in that regard and that's what helped set myself up to have one of the best years last year. How do you define success for yourself professionally? Such a good one. When it comes to my professional realm, I focus less on financials. I trust that financials will come and yes, I want to build on that. I don't turn a blind eye to that at all. But for me, success really is the success of my clients and us working together because it does take their effort and my effort as well. 
and seeing their positive changes in their lifestyle and that reward like seeing them change and how passionate they become about like fitness or altering their lifestyle that's a huge piece for me and then as well as I help lead the strength team at Hotbox and helping that be like one of the best teams and working together and really being cohesive and on the same page is really important to me so when we're in a flow state it's the best state and I consider that professionally successful as well really appreciate really appreciate that answer especially highlighting the fact that your client success also determines your success and I feel like it's a really good mindset for any coach to be in because if your clients are seeing improvements whether it's like something superficial like oh I'm losing weight or I got my six-pack finally thanks to my trainer but if you see their lifestyle changing I think that's always really cool especially when your clients do like really small things like I have a client who just started grocery shopping on his own and cooking his own meals that's a huge fucking win compared to like you know six months ago when he was only eating fast food or at least getting his food to go all the time eating fast food but now he's going to Trader Joe's, putting the effort in, coming up with meal plans, even did a meal prep service for himself because he knew I'm not going to cook every night, but I'll cook some nights. Even seeing like those small wins and seeing how it affects them is always really great to see as a coach. So I think it's really cool to highlight just the fact that their success adds to your success too. One piece of lifestyle change for them, like even if it's drinking more water, it's those little pieces that build up over time, the small changes that create the big wins for them and of course for us because we work together. So what do you do to keep life balanced? Last year, I was so into work and I overworked myself a lot but I enjoyed it however when I reflected on last year all of my wins were all work related and I realized I had no social life and I had a few friends tell me that So this year, I really made a point to block off certain times. So it's for times to hang out with friends or self-care and really prioritize that because I always say you have to push your limit in order to know where it is. So that even comes with balance and your lifestyle and that will change because maybe your client's schedule changes or where you work changes. So you have to find that balance again. I would say is making sure that I have boundaries and I stick to them. So I have sleep boundaries, making sure I go to sleep on time and that I have you know seven to eight hours of sleep so I can perform my best the next day making sure I'm meal prepping so I have meals ready for the week on the go and again blocking off time so I actually can see my friends this year (laughs) it's hard it's very very hard because I'm definitely the type of person that will just keep going keep going and keep going and it really comes down to just scheduling the time saying no to a lot of shit that I need to be saying no to and just giving the time back to yourself like you said simply just giving some time back to yourself definitely goes a long way for sure and when you say no to things when you say no to certain things you're saying yes to other things bars yes (laughs) (laughs) so when you say you know no to hanging out with a friend maybe it's so you can have alone time for yourself or whatever it is or moving a client to a different time if they're flexible so you can eat lunch you know those little things are really important for yourself so you can be better for your your clients as well all right jesse so i had one question for you here before we went live today we were speaking a little bit about your experience seeing a functional medicine doctor do you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about that and what you found out seeing that functional medicine doctor so i started seeing a functional medicine doctor um, earlier on this year because i knew something was off with my body in november December. I was really tired all the time. Every time I ate breakfast, I would just want to take a nap. Like I didn't want to work out and I was kind of losing a little bit of motivation, but honestly I had extreme inflammation and I was even taking a joint supplement. Like my ankles were swollen all of the time. I thought it was work related, but I drove home to Virginia 
for Christmas and how inflamed my body felt and how awful it felt and how bloated I was, I was like, something is really wrong here and I need to go see a doctor. And I specifically wanted to see a functional medicine doctor because one of my friends had had similar symptoms and she has celiac disease, but I didn't think that's what I had. And come to find, I do have that. <laughs> and so I started to see one after that and um, a lot of my vitamins were really low, like B12, magnesium, all of my energy vitamins, niacin too, vitamin D. So once I learned that, everything made sense. I was shocked, first of all, but I was just glad to know, it, oh, it wasn't my job that was making me tired. It was gluten and imbalances in my gut that were causing these issues. It was affirming to realize that, you know, it wasn't my lifestyle, especially being young. I'm like, is this what 26 is? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. It was just funny. And then once I took out gluten, all of my joint inflammation went away and it was amazing. <laughs> so, just to clarify for our listeners also, a functional medicine doctor, is that what it is? Is yes. it the same thing as a naturopathic doctor or are they different? Yes, yeah, okay. they're the same and there's you know, different kinds that might specialize in certain areas as well. And they're not always covered by insurance, but they take a holistic doctor is really looking at the root cause. And so that's also why I really chose going to a naturopath doctor because I just wanted to take that route. I believe there's a time and place for medication, but I am someone that wants to take more of the natural path, so see a naturopath doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So naturopathic doctors focus more on treating the problem, not just the symptoms. Correct. Yeah. And some of them, you know, certain tests, blood work you can get done through your regular doctor as well. So there's definitely avenues and certain tests they, they run. Sharing? And do you mind sharing the doctor that you went to? Yeah, absolutely. So actually I saw my doctor virtually. Her name is Dr. Amber Rudd and it was through Flathead Functional Medicine. So she's actually based in Montana. Funny oh. enough, I was in Montana. Montana, but I found her through the owner of Hot Yoga East Nashville. What is next for you professionally? So professionally, I am really focused on really honing in on, instead of growing my business, really enhancing my business with what I am doing now. So instead of adding more to my plate in terms of how many clients I take on, I just want to focus on creating a better service for my clients and quality. And so that is, you know, adding some yoga practices, adding more of that holistic approach, asking them questions like getting blood work done after a certain amount of time and really taking that holistic approach. And so I'm really trying to hone in on what that looks like for me as a trainer with the current clients I already have. And then the one piece I will add is I'm really pumped to be doing pop-up yoga classes. I will be starting that at Hotbox and I plan to also go around Nashville. So stay tuned. A lot of exciting things planned then for the future for sure. Love it. Love it. So we wanted you to leave our listeners with one final message. So you can take the time now just to kind of leave our listeners with one last thing that you would like for them to know, whether it's about yourself or training or just inspiration, anything that you feel would just kind of get a across the Jesse Wallace message, why you're here, why you're doing what you're doing. I believe that there is power in knowledge and knowledge about yourself and your body. So your body gives you feedback every single day and you need to listen to it. And it's easy to listen to what other people tell you. Us trainers, we can teach you tools to help get that feedback from your body, but you're the one that is in control of your body and you listen to your body. If you feel like something is wrong, don't overlook it. If you feel like something is wrong, then look 
into it more. Don't just ignore it. Assess all the buckets of your life. Like, how are you sleeping? How are you eating? Are you stressed at work or in your relationships? That is the angle as a trainer that I personally really want other people to also reflect for themselves and create that self-awareness. A very powerful message and very well said. We both want to thank you again for joining us and just taking some time out of your day to tell everyone a little bit more about yourself. And we're really excited to see everything that you're going to be doing headed into the future. And we also want to give you this time to go ahead and plug yourself. So if you want to tell the listeners where they can follow you or get more information about your services. So you guys can find me on Instagram as the bubbly underscore badass, which I know sounds hilarious, but it's fun. So go follow me over there. (laughs) You can also look at my website, Jesse Wallace fitness.com and you can find out more information about my training or online coaching if you're interested send in an email through my website boom you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen we'll definitely plug all of those things into the description of this podcast as well so you can have a direct link to get in touch with jesse and start that conversation with her if you aren't already make sure to follow us on instagram at the mixed visions podcast please feel free to send us messages in regards to topics that you would like to hear questions that you would like to hear answered while on the show and as always please feel free to share uh, these episodes with anyone who you feel could benefit from them. It's a small piece of your day and we definitely appreciate you guys spending it with us. And with that being said, I'm going to pass it over to Erica for our sign off. Have a lovely day.